At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the It Just Works podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. Thank you for joining me today as we talk about Metroid Dread. It's finally here, and we're talking about it. I got Brian here with me. And then we are also going to be talking about the latest Nintendo Switch Online news with the expansion pass and the pricing and where me and Brian aligned with that. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and engage in the posts, questionnaires, or polls I do on there. And you're welcome to DM me as well with any topic suggestions, questions, or concerns. That is at It Just Works Podcast. Once again, that is at It Just Works Podcast. That's enough for me. Let's go ahead and cue that intro. Thank you for joining us today, everybody. I am so excited for today's episode. Cannot believe my uh, camera just went out again. Why? What is going on here? Not prepared for today. I need to stop hitting that. Uh, today, joining me to talk about Metroid Dread, a very popular game and a game that needs to be talked about, is Brian from another vinyl page. Brian, how you doing, man? Welcome back. I'm good. I'm super excited to talk about Metroid Dread. I've been waiting for this game, and it seems like it's giving the franchise more eyes and it's it's gonna re it's gonna bring this franchise back it's getting so like many eyes from this new game i think it's already the top selling metroid game so that excites the hell out of me i can't wait to see more from this franchise really is it i think it, yeah if i remember right i think it already is wow that's pretty impressive as i try to get my camera working <laughs> <laughs> you got this i don't even know what happened i keep hitting my usb extension and it is just not about it well sometimes it'd be like that yeah there we go i'm back i'm not touching anything just gonna leave it alone uh yeah so it is the best-selling metroid game so far if i remember right i remember hearing that recently well it's because the switch is such a popular console it is yeah just people flock to this game and i think it's gonna show nintendo that people still care about this franchise and we're going to be getting more thank god because i love this series yeah um yeah sorry if you heard that that is an xbox live party chat from Jarrett. i will have to tell him we're recording you know just there's too much going on i got my clock outside in the hallway got my camera going off and Jarrett invited me to a party just too much going on uh i think metroid prime hunters is the best selling 
Metroid game of all time. Did you look I mean, it up? No, I didn't. I mean, I, 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 looked, I looked. I'm up, pretty um, sure if it's if it's not Dread yet, it's gonna surpass it real quick. Because I'm pretty damn sure it's like killing it in sales. So 13 hours ago, my Nintendo News UK charts Metroid Dread sees sales drop by 63%, but remains at number three. Oh wow, that's still wow. It's it's at number three already. Damn, I was hoping it'd be number one for at least a few weeks. Damn. Hold on though. Metroid Dread breaks franchise physical sales record in Japan. I okay, mean, okay. It's, that, it's, that's yeah. Pro- that's probably what I heard then. I heard something to that extent that it broke records. But if it's doing that in Japan, that means it's doing good. That yeah, that's yeah, very sure. good, man. That's very good. I mean, uh can't really go wrong there. Sorry about that. Uh, so one of the things I want to talk about before we jump into Metroid, we are here to talk about that, but is there any other games you've been playing this week? Uh, you know, what have you been up to? I've really been putting my focus in the dread because I want to actually beat it. I doubt I'll fully hundred percent complete it. I would love to, but no, I'm just playing that right now. Before I bought dread, I was still playing skyward sword and I was still playing warrior Wear. I think I'm already done, almost done with warrior Wear Cause it's such a short game. So that's what I've been playing. Nice. Uh, one second. Sorry, I had to put my I console going on over there. Today. I have too much going on. I had to put my console on Do Not Disturb. Nah. Um, so I I wish uh, I wish I was more prepared, but I'm trying something different. You know, this is why we're not going to go ahead and just post the video on it's or uh, YouTube. Uh, I'm sorry, WarioWare. Yes. Are you done with that, or is there? I feel like that? I'm pretty much towards the end. Um, I think I finished the story and now there's like these little bonus rounds I'm doing, but I'm bummed because I think on the la- on last time I was on, I was telling you guys how I really want to play multiplayer. And I finally got around playing multiplayer with a couple people and it was just too chaotic. And it was just, my friends weren't getting it. And I was kind of bummed because that was an aspect of the game I was really looking forward to. But realistically, I was having more fun playing by myself. Wow. Really? Yeah. So what's there's a story to it? Yeah, there's a story mode. I mean, it, it's not a long one, but it's viruses get caught in the game, and then they go inside the game and get the viruses. Blah 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 blah. Nothing, nothing. Oh, crazy. okay. It's Wario. Right on. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. What, uh, let's see. What have I been playing? I played Metroid Dread, so I probably played Metroid Dread for like four to six hours after okay. at the weekend it came out. Um. I put my Xbox on Do Not Disturb, and uh, it's, it's still going through. It's one of those days, huh? Yeah, I guess it's one of those days. This just wasn't meant to be. This is what happens when I take a week off. Uh, clearly, that needs to not happen again, even though it's really nice to just sit there and play different games. I've been playing a lot of Destiny 2 besides Metroid Dread. Uh, Destiny 2 is a game that I'll have to do a podcast on soon. It's a game that was very boring when it came out, but turned out pretty good. I I love it, man. It's it's very fun. I think a lot of people could check it out. It's free to play. The the multiplayer is fun. You know, you can play all the campaigns, you can do the raids. Uh the rate in which you get equipment to power up cuz Brian it's like a MMO light, you know, I would say. Okay, okay. Um, it's actually pretty good. In the first game, it was hard for people to catch up. In this game, it's pretty easy. 
Uh, I've been playing the season eight of Master Chief Collection. So they added armors from ancient history. So there's literally a Norse mythology armor that looks like Loki's armor from, nice. you know, Marvel's most popular place to see him. Uh, let's see, uh, Pokemon Sword. I picked that up again and I was playing uh, the Max Raid Battles. Those are still fun, man. They are very, very fun. You never know when you're going to get a shiny too. So it's like, whatever, I'll check it out. Um, yeah, that back up because I, I actually really like the max raid battles and that chance you get a shiny. It made me complete the Pokedex because I wanted to have the boosted shiny odds. And I don't know if I've ever completed a Pokedex in a game. So that was kind of cool. Very, very cool, man. You just, you can't go wrong. It's fun to use your favorite Pokemon for these battles. Uh, Dynamaxing is cool. Uh, it's, I think Mega Evolution is just a million times better though at the end of the day because I'm playing another game that we'll be talking about very soon. So I'll let that one just stay ominous. Uh, but yeah, I think, um, I don't know. I With Xbox and Quick Resume, you can jump around a ton of games and go all over the place. So uh, yeah, we're here to talk about Metroid Dread. And Brian, what were your initial thoughts, again, for the people who maybe didn't hear our first direct? Uh, what were your initial thoughts when this game was announced? So before you dive into that, I know, uh, Metroid Prime 4 was their last announcement. It's been in it's been a, in a massive development hiatus. It's been gone. It's in purgatory for, as far as we know. And then you get Metroid Dread. So what are your thoughts on that? Well, I was super hyped because Metroid Dread was a game that was I don't know if it was officially announced. I think it was officially announced so long ago that it was supposed to be a DS game, but then it got canceled. And then it just kind of floated around. And then once I saw the title on the direct, like it blew my mind that we were finally getting it 20 years after the the last one, which was Fusion. We've had other games, but actual in the continuity, the last one was Fusion. So I, I was so hyped. Like my hype levels were off the charts. Like the game looks so damn amazing. The Emmys look so cool. It felt like a really ominous, dark and like, spooky game compared to the other metroids i know they're all kind of dark and eerie but something about the emmys felt like very like spooky i guess i can't think there's probably a better word than spooky but that's (laughs) what i'm using uh frightening terrifying they're gonna murder me if i don't parry their first attack they already Um, said spooky i'm sticking with it yeah so my first impressions were pretty clear i wasn't impressed i wasn't happy i thought it was a mistake i just wanted to see metroid prime 4 However, the latest Direct, they showed another trailer showcasing the game, and it obviously looked a hell of a lot better, and it clearly showed the Emmys and how they can chase you and kind of terrify you, to be honest. And uh, I bought the game, and they delivered, man. Uh, You know, we'll get into them as a specific enemy, but yeah, there's a very ominous and thriller-esque tone to this game, and I adore the hell out of it, yeah. It's uh, it's pretty good. It succeeded my expectations. I'll tell you that much. But not everything is, you know, perfect. You know, I do think that this formula, while it's the tried and true formula, it's the Metroidvania. This is it. Metroid and Castlevania. These are what created these massive 2D, 2.5D games. You know, you got Hollow Knight. You got all these other games out there that exist because of Metroid and Castlevania, you know, really paving a way way to these games uh to exist and so i was excited to go back or um shadow complex as well which is basically mm. metroid um you know shadow complex is good 
But going back to this, it's my first 2.5D game since <laughs> I normally get laughed at. Uh, Steam World Dig. Uh, oh, wow. It's been a really long time. So I was excited to jump back into it, you know? And um, while I still can flat out just go ahead and say it, if you like this type of game, uh, if you've ever been a fan of 2.5Ds or 2D games, I think this game is for you. Like, you could just stop the podcast here if you want. Go out and buy it. Like, this game is great. However, for me, I uh, I don't like going back and forth. I don't like having to go get an ability and then be able to go back to an area I already went to consistently just to explore the rest of it. I used to love that idea. Not anymore. Brian, where do you sit with, I know we're kind of jumping back and forth on topics, but we'll, we'll go with exploration and the foundation of this genre. Does it still hold up for you or is there, I actually, I really love the genre genre of Metroidvanias and just playing this game just brings me back so many memories of just like that genre. I adore super Metroid is one of my favorite games. I try to play it every two years, at least completely and beat it. And then hollow Knight, like, so now I'm going back to Metroid Dread and oh, it's so great. I love just exploring and yeah, it's kind of different. You get the ability and you have to backtrack to places you already been, but I like that. I like finding little crevices or little areas that look like a regular wall, but you shoot and you're like, Oh shit, I can go through this. I enjoy finding stuff like that. Cause that happens a lot in these games. Dude, a ton. <laughs> yeah. There was a, uh... So it's it's very early in the game, so I'm going to go ahead and talk about it. So the first area you get to access, uh, so I'm sorry, your second area, you, you take the elevator. And I was like, okay, I took the elevator. Like, where the fuck do I go? <laughs> like, I can't go. I can't go. I think if you go down, you can't go to the right because there's lava. And I'm like, okay, well, where do I go? I could not figure it out for the life of me. Uh... And then sure enough, just like Brian just said, you have to shoot the wall to the left and it completely opens up the rest there. And I'm like, dude, I, I was probably stuck on that for like an hour. Really? I was, yeah. I went back through the first area. I'm like, there's gotta be something I missed. There's something I missed here. And then sure enough, there wasn't anything I missed. Oh, no, Actually. No, the boss everywhere. battle was there too. Yeah. So you have to shoot everywhere. If you think that something could be blown up, you got to check it out. There's no reason to not just use your regular blaster to check out destructible objects. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so I, you know, moving from exploration to, well, the character you play as you play as Samus, of course, and I want to talk about her mobility for exploring these areas. And I got to tell you, uh, it's so cheesy. Cause it's like, you know, a lot of first person shooters, when they started adding sprint, for instance, call of duty, mm-hmm. everyone else started doing it. And because they saw the opportunity there and everyone felt like they were copying, but really it's, you know, um, uh, Jesus innovating. And I don't know if any other 2.5 D games play it, but Metroid adding the slide is probably one of the most satisfying things I've done in a Nintendo game. Oh yeah, for sure. Just when like an Emmy's chasing you and then you just slide under something and keep going. That was so satisfying. It really was. And I think, uh, you know, the Mario jump where you can jump back and forth, Mm. um, you know, that's tried and true. Nintendo knows what they're doing with that. Of course, that it felt really good. The the gameplay feels great with the guns. Uh, The environment's beautiful. It's truly gorgeous to look at all the small details that they've added. Um, But a part of that environment is the enemies 
And so now I want to talk about the Emmys specifically. There's seven of them, I think. Yeah, there's seven. So there's seven of them. And they're these indestructible robots that can track you through certain areas. They're called Emmy zones. And you have to unlock the specific particle cannon in the zone to actually be able to take down an Emmy. Uh, Brian, what is your what was your first reaction to actually getting your hands on the game and encountering the first full Emmy? Not the not the little teaser one that's already kind yeah, of destroyed. Yeah. But your full, your first full encounter, how did well, it make the, you feel? The, the first few times, like you encounter the Emmys, it's kind of a rush and it's kind of edge of your seat. But then after doing it over and over and over, it just becomes like second nature. It's it it doesn't give you that feeling it does in the at first, but still, man, when I was first confronted by a few of those things, it was intense. Like running away from them, and then once you finally learn how to kill them that scene was so or those parts are so damn cool i thought yeah, that, that was really cool so that is one of the things they do show in the trailer is where you kind of go over the shoulder with samus and you have to use the particle cannon to kill him and it is it is so much more satisfying to perform that act than to see it in video and that's why i kind of said at the top of this discussion if you're already a fan of metroid and 2.5d games just go pick it up because there's so many moments in this game that I've experienced in the time I've played that really left me satisfied and the Emmys have, you know, cause like one of my favorite horror games is the suffering from way back in the day. And there's these enemies that chase you and they're old asylum victims that all of their limbs got turned into metal legs and arms. It's horrifying, yeah. but they could chase you through ceilings. Uh, they could be on the walls. They could be anywhere. So for these Emmys to basically hunt you down like this, but then to know that they're also indestructible unless you have that cannon upgrade is yeah, dude, it's like adrenaline. It's like adrenaline rushes, um, you know, being able to slide under a platform and that basically stops them in their tracks because they have to go yeah. completely around dude. Like I kind of just want a Metroid prime game like this, yeah. like full on, Emmy's chasing you in first person. Oh, it sounds horrifying, but I really appreciate the tone of this game and what they did with the Emmys because I was really like, I was on the fence of it when I saw the reveal of these characters. And I think a lot of people were, but to see it in execution was great. Um, one of the other enemies is the first boss. You know, we could talk about the first boss. I think I've yeah. only done one full boss fight. There's a, there's many bosses, that's your typical Metroid 2.5D or 2D shit. If you fought the mini bosses in any other game, it's the same shit here in I a thought, good in a good way, though. Go ahead. I thought there was one more really cool thing about the Emmys. I like that you can counter them, oh. but there's really no way to perfect it. You have to just be lucky. And I've heard people saying there is no way to perfect it. You just have to kind of do it and get lucky, and then you can counter it and keep running. I yeah. thought that was really cool. Because oh, I've no, done right. it a few times, but... Did yes. you ever counter one? Yeah, no, I didn't. Yeah, that's what I was going to go ahead and talk about is before we go into the boss. Uh, yeah, I totally skipped over that. But pairing the Emmys is so satisfying. It's it's just gratifying. And I did do it a couple of times. But like I told you, at, on Wednesday, either last week when we saw each other in person or a phone call, I tried to just perfect it. I don't think it can be perfected. I really yeah, don't. I don't so I, and 
I think that's, I think that's amazing. Actually. <laughs> I, I, uh, I really like that they did that. Um, because it's cool for people out there to master mechanics of a game, you know, speed runners, um, you know, God knows what else, right. The halo guy I'm always posting about mint blends, shout out to him guy pulling off crazy halo stunts in the video game. It's like, how did he even do that? But I, I do like the idea of these Emmys not being able to be perfected. I think that's amazing if that's true, because while I kept sitting there and dying and trying to perfect it, it did feel cool to know, like, nope, stupid, you you need to you need to run. Yeah. To, or use the active uh, camo, which I got to tell you is one of my favorite abilities. It felt very satisfying. It didn't feel overpowered at all. You, you know, because you can only walk with it in the more you do, the uh, faster it drains anyways, your energy. Um, so, yeah, that, go ahead. I think I'm super dumb when I first got the phantom <laughs> cloak. I put it on and stood there and I'm like, why isn't it regenerating? <laughs> I was standing there just waiting for it to regenerate. Oh, I realized you have to move and I'm like, oh, I'm dumb as hell. I love that. <laughs> You're like, why am I getting my ender energy back or whatever it's called? <laughs> Then I figured it out. Yeah, then you figured it out. That's all that matters. Uh, so yeah, the Emmys are extremely well done, and they deserve this much talk about them. They are very much a mass, like a major character in the video game. Not a main character, but definitely a main antagonist to an extent. Uh, and I think they're very, very well executed. I enjoyed them very much so far. And I think we fought three or four so far of the seven. Between I think I'm about the us? same. I think I'm about three or four. I'm really trying to like take my time with this game because I hear it's not long. So it's I want to like, I want to yeah. enjoy it. I don't want to just like rush through it. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, you know what? Don't worry about finishing it. Like, let's just, you know, do a first impressions, which is basically a review though, because like I said, if you're, a, if you're a fan of this genre or this franchise, there's no question about it. It's for you. Uh, moving on to uh the the audio you know what do you think of like the music of the game you know the sound effects what are you what are your thoughts on that because i just feel like this game being so atmospheric it's very important for you know the audio and the music to go well and i think in most areas the music is well done but it could have been better what are your thoughts on that i love this series as you know and sadly this is one of the things one of the only things in dread i didn't like the music Compared to all the other music in the franchise, this music just didn't live up. I, kn- I know they were going for like quiet, eerie, but they kind of do that in all the games. But this music just didn't compare to the other games. It, it was very ambient and overly quiet sometimes. That's just such a minuscule thing to complain about because this game is amazing. But yeah, I think the music is probably my least favorite part of this game. Uh. You know, I, I think you're being modest, but I don't think there's anything minuscule about, you know, uh, the music not being up to par with what you want. I could not imagine playing a Halo game where the music, like, to me, the music has to be just as good as my gameplay. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I think for Metroid, it's fair for you to believe that, too, because Metroid has some of the most iconic music. If you, you know, excuse me, if you play some of their best tracks, like most people are going to know where it's from if it's uh, yeah, a Nintendo yeah. fan. So to a degree, I understand where they're going for with the eerie noises. I get that, but they could have put a lot more music into it. Yeah, it sounds kind of desolate, if that's the word. It sounds like too ambient and desolate and quiet sometimes. Like 
I wouldn't mind more music in the game. Like that was probably the one thing that really stuck out to me. Even as I've already been playing, I was like, oh, I wish the music was a little bit better. Yeah, I think like they were trying to go for a tone where you're on this planet and all you have is these Emmys and enemies that are around you. There's no one there to help you. No one at all. I get that. But there also comes a point where it's like, well, you could have also made it feel that way with the music. There's a couple of levels in Halo Combat Evolved, you know, celebrating 20 years this year where the music alone totally defines the entire level. And I just feel like Metroid is known for that. Like, I think Metroid is known for that. I think that's a fair uh, statement. But for some reason in Dread, I couldn't tell you one moment where I'm like, God, this music just totally set the tone for everything. Yeah, I actually I couldn't either. I can't think of any tracks that have stuck out to me. And that's sad because Super Metroid is like one of my favorite video game soundtracks ever. It's such a I can't explain about it. I mean, it's iconic. It's very iconic soundtrack. Um. So, yeah, that's why I wanted to ask you about that, because I actually saw some other previews and reviews out there where they talked about audio in that respect. So I was kind of wondering what you think. I mean, you know, we're not composers or anything, but I would say very much to an extent, you and me are audiophiles in our own degrees. I mean, we love audio, uh, whether it's sound effects or, you know, uh, video game soundtracks or the music we listen to as well. So we very much play games that, can truly set the tone and the expectation for a video game based off yeah. just the music. Uh, so enough of that, but let's, let's move on to Samus herself. You know, what are your thoughts on Samus uh, and the story about, you know, th- this game so far, you know, what are your thoughts? Uh, Samus is a badass. I love her new suit. She's great in this game. Um, I thought it was a little cheesy how they, made her lose all of her abilities in the beginning but honestly they kind of had to make that happen yeah i yeah. mean I, I know they had to make it happen but homie just runs up socks the shit out of her and she's like <laughs> oh my powers like eh, i mean like i said i know they had to but it was kind of <laughs> cheesy i don't know you get what i'm saying <laughs> no i do and like that's something i was thinking about I'm like oh well i guess they had to figure something out for us to lose all of our powers yeah, so we actually like- decks her in the chest and she her suit's all messed up and she loses everything because it's it continues directly after fusion oh no shit yeah yeah so it is a direct sequel 19 yeah, it's a direct sequel making. to fusion got it um yeah no i was pretty excited for the ai you know her ship ai i forgot the name of it on the spot um you know her as a character you know going onto this planet accepting this mission obviously it's a big deal to her and she does uh, come into contact with, I forgot the name of the species. Um, we briefly learn about it in our, both of our playthroughs. We're not mm-hmm. done with everything yet. So that's like Kronos or something like I'm that. i a complete brain fart. I cannot remember right now. Yeah, I forgot to write that down. But anyways, there's an ancient species that's clearly so the, the narrative of the game. It's based on this. And well, she runs into one of them on a bridge and he kicks her ass. Therefore, she loses all of her uh, abilities and equipment. But this is like a 2D trope uh, with some games where your character has to lose everything. Then you have to go find your abilities and then you can explore the whole world and complete the game. It's just uh, it's just a trope. That's why Brian's little rant is fucking hilarious because <laughs> they had to find a way to do it. Yeah. Um, uh, but I like I like Samus a lot. But I have a question for you. So as a 
huge sci-fi fan. We have all these iconic characters, Samus, Chief, Commander Shepard from Mass Effect, uh, Doom Guy, um, or Doom Slayer. Um, like, are you ready for Samus to be more personified? Because we're getting that with Master Chief. And I think I'm ready for uh, Samus to, you know, talk a lot. And Well, they already kind of tried to personify her already in Other M, but... Oh, I never played it. Out. I never played it. I do uh, I do know that you. it's not like... <laughs> really that bad? Yeah, it's pretty bad. Are you serious? It's pretty bad. It's definitely the worst Metroid game. Um, I, I think I'd rather play Metroid Pinball than Other M. Okay, come on. It's not that bad. It's pretty rough. But yeah, they tried to personify her. Well, like I said, now that Dread has gotten so much popular, I think it's going to bring more life into the series. And hell, they're probably going to try to flesh out her character more. I don't know where in development Prime 4 is, but I'm sure they're, yeah, they're going to flesh out her character more. And I'm excited for that. Yeah, you know, like maybe I'm looking, maybe I'm looking into it too much as a casual fan, but like I want to know more about her. I want to know what her, you know, more about her character and you know, I'm a sucker for it in sci-fi storytelling. So like maybe she has a love interest. I don't know, but I would love to know more about her and her allies. Um, you know, we do know her nemesis, of course, you know, um, her, her main bad guys. That's what you play through um, Metroid Fusion and the other ones. So we know the villains, but I would like to know more about her and, you know, where she comes from. Well, I'm sure you could probably figure out where she comes from in one of the other games. But yeah, I am ready to see where they go next with the Metroid franchise. I think Metroid Dread is its a wonderful game. Uh, I'm so happy for fans out there like yourself who've waited almost two decades. Oh, two, yeah. two to get this game. Uh, Been a long time. Many never saw it coming. And here it is. It's out. And it, it's very, very good. And uh, I just couldn't be happier uh honestly though i think that's all i really have for metroid dread right now my ultimate impression is i really believe if this is like something that interests you or you like samus and metroid you have to pick this game up it's good for your library and it's a very fun playthrough but uh uh brian do you have anything else you want to talk about with metroid before we move on yeah i know we're not talking about spoilers but how far did you end up getting and do you plan on playing a little bit more are you gonna play it here and there pick it up uh I don't know yet. Out. I think I'm tapped out. Okay. I'm going to beat it. I know. I am halfway through the water world. I was fighting my third or fourth enemy. You're ahead of me. I just got to Crade, which is the second boss. And then I heard there's a sequence break. If you go back and do like a little trick, you can skip like half of the boss. And a bunch of people said it's not worth it. It's not worth like the trouble of doing it, but I don't care. I want to do it. <laughs> I don't think it's probably worth it. I mean, he's a very fun boss fight. They added a whole extra cutscene just if you do that. Oh, well, then like sequence break. That's pretty cool that like the developers knew that people were going to do this. So no, I, I, that's, that changes everything. Yeah, you should do it. There's like, um, (laughs) I hate to always talk about Halo, but in (laughs) Halo 3 ODST, there's a whole entire side campaign within the campaign where you can, you collect audio logs mm-hmm. and it's about a girl in the city that's being evacuated. And it's her entire story. It's like 30 audio logs nice. and it's about the corrupt police in the city who aren't helping certain civilians. And you can literally see honestly the conclusion to it. So if you collect all the audio logs before you do the data hive, it's a mission. You actually meet up with the officer that she encountered 
and he's a dirty cop like he's trying to cover up something and you see him get murdered by the ai that runs the city and like she she makes him die or it makes him die yeah it's like a it's a very like not dark but it's like it's Mm. dope as shit and i never remember i don't remember it from back in the day so i did it like uh, a few months ago extremely satisfying i love every that was on the first one yeah nice that's cool oh, i'm sorry halo 3 odst my that was halo okay okay so that came out in 2009 or 8 but yeah so i do i do like games that um reward players for either completing everything or going off the beaten path and that's what you're going to be doing so the fact that they made a cutscene for that i think is i think is wonderful. oh yeah it makes me want to do it it's such a tight little jump that's like extremely hard to perfect but i don't want to give up i'm gonna get it no you should man that, that's amazing uh so yeah metroid dread brian's happy the world's happy metroid fans can rejoice i really hope the franchise comes back and it deserves it uh i think the world building that they can do still is insane the characters they have are wonderful and samus herself is a badass she's one of the og badasses man like she's been around for so long so very cool uh brian the last thing we're going to talk about today is the nintendo switch online expansion pass so it comes out october 25th which is next monday as we're recording right now and it's going to be 50 bucks for a whole year instead of the traditional 20 bucks it's been for the last couple years for nintendo switch online if you pay for this expansion pass you get nintendo 64 online sega genesis online and future titles for both of those and then animal crossing paradise home or something like that it's like a paradise expansion yeah happy home or something like that um yeah so if you divide it by 12 which is the 12 months right so if you pay for it by monthly it's only four dollars and 16 cents a month or you could pay for the whole year like i probably will where it's 50 bucks a month now before i let brian go i'm gonna go on a couple little tangents real quick uh xbox live for like 15 years before game pass even was a thing we paid 60 dollars or originally if you had it back in the day 70 to 80 dollars a year and we actually got the same services that nintendo has some slightly better services like party systems that were added in like 2009 i think where you can be in a party with friends but you don't have to play the same game you just sit there and chat yes there is things that were introduced between playstation network and xbox live that do uh, outweigh the twenty dollar Nintendo Switch Online. However, that's still twenty bucks a year, and you still get all the other shit. Um, the The point is, if you guys haven't figured it out, or if you haven't seen online because it doesn't interest you, or you just didn't know, you didn't have time. Uh, the entire internet is back and forth on this, and I understand a lot of arguments out there, but I think I think people are being a little rash so i think the animal crossing expansion being tied to this is dumb i would agree with anybody on that i think that is abysmal and should not be a thing i think that needs to they just need to cut that out and maybe take 10 bucks off a year on the expansion so that'd make it 40 bucks a year and three dollars and something a month Uh, i could agree with anybody on that uh the other thing is the nintendo 64 stuff and sega genesis stuff if you don't care about that, then there's definitely no reason for you to buy this expansion pass. But if you cared about that, 
but you also don't like the price, well, then you're out of your fucking mind because if you were to buy any of those games, a console and controllers to play with your friend, you're looking at between 150 to 300 bucks, which is already more money than all of your friends just buying the fucking membership and then playing at home at your own leisure or still in the same house with your own Switches. And that is where I have a problem with people not liking this price point so you're telling me for 50 bucks a year i can play nintendo 64 games at higher resolution officially and online like never before even though emulators can do some of the same stuff well guess what i don't know anybody who plays emulators as popular as they are brian might be the only one here and he doesn't even play them that much so like i used to yeah not like he used to and not like i did i i played them a lot in high school and that was 10 years ago so while I understand a lot of arguments out there, I still think it's unwarranted. Like these games are, I just bought Mario Kart 64, which is actually playing right here. Would you look at that? I just got in the mail today and I paid $40 for it. That's $10 away from the yearly membership that they're about to offer next Monday. I just, I don't get it. Like I understand there's been a lot going on in the world, but I don't have the best job in the world. I have a great job. I love my job, but I don't have a massively high paying job. And I don't see this as a burn to my wallet at all. And I just, uh, they already showed the future titles that are coming to Nintendo 64. And one of the arguments there as well has been the capacity that they're releasing games, right? They're like, oh my God, they did uh, one every six months. I think me and Brian were talking about this uh, in person or on the phone. Couldn't remember. And what I told Brian is that these games slowed down at first. It was actually like every month or every other month, they would do three games at a time. They did it pretty quick and very, you know, pretty consistently actually. So I think for the entire internet to be the way it is right now is kind of interesting, you know, to say the least. But that's my stance on it. I I really do respect a lot of arguments out there, but if you're here for the retro games, well, good luck getting them in person for anywhere near the price of this stupid membership for a year. I would say bite the bullet and get it with online capabilities. Like it just doesn't make sense to me. But Brian, what are your what are your thoughts on this as a whole? God, I have a lot to say about it. When the price first dropped, I was like, wow, that's expensive. Oh well, whatever. I'm gonna get it. <laughs> and then and then as I started seeing more people's argument and I'm like, damn, this is pretty like messed up. I, I don't, I'm there. There's like different parts of this I can talk about. First thing I'm going to talk about is that animal crossing DLC. Don't give a shit about that. That shouldn't be a part of it. There should be an option to have it cheaper without that hundred percent. And then another thing they said in the fine print is that if you cancel your subscription, you lose that DLC. That's, that's super messed up. That's not cool. That's a scummy move, honestly. And they also didn't say if this DLC is a one-time thing or with the subscription service, are we going to continue to get DLCs? Maybe older ones, not new ones, I would assume. But that would be a thing that would make it worth $50 if every month or so we get an older DLC instead of just one Animal Crossing one. Breath of the Wild's been out for years. Why not just Give the people the Breath of the Wild DLC for a month or two. Have that be a thing. Go do another DLC a few months later. That can be the third little thing they add. 
and then or was I next? People always their biggest argument is just emulate emulate. I don't want to emulate anymore. I want to play these games on my damn switch. I don't. Yeah, I understand that argument to an extent. But you think I want to go plug in a USB controller to my laptop and go bust that thing around and play some Mario Kart? No, I want to play it on my switch. And if they add games constantly and there's a good library, maybe it'll justify the price. And if they keep doing the DLC thing, like I said, and as far as the Genesis games, I adore the Genesis. I don't give a shit about it on Nintendo Switch Online. Genesis games have been on everything. They already have a Genesis compilation for the Switch, which I have. Yeah, They shouldn't have put Genesis. That No, it's on so many damn consoles. Nobody cares about that. If they, they could have put Game Boy, just even regular Game Boy. Don't even put Keller. Put a couple Game Boy games on the there i would have rather had that than genesis and then also another thing i think about is the future down down the road they're going to start adding game boy and game boy advance is that going to be another price hike Here, i don't know there, there's a lot to it here's the thing with the expansion pass and even though i still disagree with them making that a selling point to the price hike or I'm sorry, the price jump. I don't want to call it a hike because I still don't think 50 bucks is that big of a deal. Um, if you look at Xbox Game Pass, it's 120 or it's it's like 150 a year. If I cancel Game Pass tomorrow and it runs out tomorrow, it doesn't work like that. But let's say it did. Every single one of those games and their expansion passes are gone. I know you don't know that, Ryan. Yes, yes. You're not familiar with this service, but that's just how it works, man. You don't you don't own it. But it's the same thing for the Nintendo Switch Online games. If I cancel my subscription tomorrow and it, and it does cancel, well, guess what? All those N64 games are gone too. It's just, it's just the nature of the business. I'm not saying it's okay. I'm not even trying to defend it. It's just I want you as, like, between you and me to understand and maybe someone else if they listen. Um, I think night and day, though, we can go about how that Animal Crossing expansion, which, hey, you know what? It might be a sick-ass expansion. I'm not trying to take that away from any fans out there, but that should never be leveraged like that. I mean, they went all in to be like, oh, look what you get with Animal Crossing. Like, don't give a fuck about Animal Crossing. Yeah, yeah, not at all. Um, if, if you are an Animal Crossing fan, I could totally see how it's worth it. Totally. I know, but I was they need so to have to something for the people that don't play Animal Crossing. Because I'm just looking at everything and I'm trying to figure out how $50 makes sense. Because another thing I wanted to say is it's Nintendo Switch Online. The online is the worst part. I barely downloaded the app. I've had Nintendo Switch Online since it came out. The app is a joke. The app, you can't, you can only voice message or voice chat or whatever. You can't have a friends list. You can't message friends. That you, All these things that you can do on other services. Bottom line, it's an online service, and their online is lacking. Yeah. Well, you know, that's what's interesting about all of this, To in, in my opinion, Brian, is that it's not even the games or the content they're giving us in terms of, like, Nintendo 64 Online, uh, Sega Genesis Online. It's the service itself, man. I'm right there with you. Like, the online, like, I'm glad it's been 20 bucks a year because it's fucking trash. Yeah, See, that's the thing that like trips me out is like, I think for Nintendo 64 online alone, 
excuse me, I have to burp all of a sudden, even though I haven't eaten anything. Um, I think Nintendo 64 online alone and cloud saves is worth like 40 bucks. That's just where I'm at. But the rest of it is shit. Because even those uh, Super Nintendo games or um, uh, Nintendo Entertainment System games, the NES, those have been re-released like God knows how many times. And then the Sega Genesis Online, I agree 100%. So I think the middle ground for the internet and Nintendo, because like you said, when you first started talking, you're going to buy it regardless. I'm right there with you. I wouldn't care if they charged 70. I still probably would have got this stupid service. Um, I think Nintendo just needs to really work around it. I love your idea of them taking older expansions. I mean, they should go full Xbox with this and just give us the new expansions too. Um, But I love the idea of, hey, if you have Breath of the Wild and haven't picked up Champion's Ballad or uh, Trials of the Sword or um, Hero, whatever it's called, here you go. They're free. What's that? You haven't played Splatoon 2 yet? Uh, Splatoon 3 is coming out. Check out Splatoon 2. Here it is for free. They are trying, in my opinion, it does kind of look like they're trying to mimic, you know, the competitors' online services. Uh, They are leagues behind, but I think they stick to their price point, but they add more shit by next Monday, right? They add what you suggested. They add a couple games, add a few games to it, you know? Um, I don't know. Like, I, just think like if you're like let's say you're paying this a month right let's say it is four dollars and 16 cents a month you probably pay more for that for your food or other whatever other dumb shit you may spend money on you buy leagues over that four dollars and 16 cents or the overall you're fine um overall the 50 a year so I think it's truly a, a matter of perspective here. And, uh, you know, I just think with like everything that's been happening in the game industry for the last decade, is this really what we're going to bitch about? However, um, I don't see it through your lens, Brian. You know, I'm a spoiled Xbox player. I have the best service you can possibly get. So I don't know what it's like to not have that, not have that. <laughs> And only have a Nintendo Switch. So I can only imagine how you feel, right? You already have the Sega Genesis. Um, you, you already have the game, the collection. And this is the online service you get. It's shit. And you don't care about Animal Crossing. No offense to those players. It's just not something that you're bothered with, right? If I buy it day one, for the most part, I'm literally buying it to play Ocarina of Time because I haven't played that in a while. And so I can and kick Mario your ass Kart 64. Kart. Hell Mario yeah. Kart 64 because... <laughs> Mario 64 is already on 3D All-Stars. And like I said, they're going to add more games. Cool, but they need to, I need to, first and foremost, not even talking about the games they add. They need to fix their online. I heard when you play these SNES and NES games online, the online sucks. I heard it has lag. And like I said, there's, there's a lot they need to do. And we'll see. I don't think this backlash is going to even phase them. I don't, think they're going to make any changes they know what they know they can get away with it Uh, yeah i knew something was weird when i was the only one on the fence of like "Mm, should we be complaining about this i uh i do hate that nintendo is really behind the ball on their services on dude i just don't get it 
you're one of the biggest companies in the world and you have one of the shittiest services that any of us have experienced. So they have such a vast library of games that they just sit on. And it's crazy that so many people would just be happier with the virtual console and just buying the games over again. I wouldn't mind that either. Rather I wouldn't than, mind it either. Yeah. Bring that yeah. shit back. I don't know why they ever got rid of that. that was How so... much were N64 games? About 10 bucks on the eShop back then? Yep. That's not terrible. See, I nope. wouldn't do that. You make I it... just have the ones I want and on all these. I think all the SNES and NES games, like most of them are duds and there's some good heavy hitters in there, but I don't know. I'm optimistic for the future, but I do uh, feel for these fans who are mad, you know, with, with your perspective, it's like, like when is Nintendo going to care about us and actually giving us the best quality service that we can get? Like, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's just not there, man. Like, I don't think anyone can defend that shit. Um, Hell like, you know, even Pokemon sword, I can't even create a lobby for us to do Dynamax adventures. We have never played that new game mode. Ever, because there's no way for you and me to play it. And I I just think that's the dumbest shit. And I'm kind of tired of it. You know, I think that's why I'm excited for Nintendo 64 online. I'm like, fuck it. I'll just go play the old games because they make me happy. But that's not good, man. We can't. I like game preservation. I'm all about it. We need to enforce it, you know, as much as we can. But we got to, like, improve this new shit, man. I mean god damn it and then like pokemon arceus i don't know if you heard but there's like a a a leak that went around after you know they showcased the game a little bit people like the game isn't open world at all oh yeah yeah i don't know i mean that's that's i don't know how i feel i was so optimistic for that game but now i'm like weary i feel like it's going to be rushed like everything game freak has done the past 10 years probably it's always rushed because they have deadlines, they have merchandise, they have TV shows. Like they can't like they can't push it back because they have so many other aspects of it writing on it. So but that's a whole that's a whole different thing. It is. I just um I think it's just because I'm defeated, man. And we've talked about this quite a bit recently. I think I've... the reason I love and I've stuck with Nintendo so long is because I love their IPs. I absolutely adore their IPs. But holy shit, is it? It's so easy to get frustrated with them, especially. I don't know how long they've been, like 10 years, maybe. Like, it, I don't know what these moves like they're doing. Like, what are they doing? They're just, they know what the people want, but they're going to do it their way. I mean, yeah. I think they should do what they want too, but to the point that they do it, nah, no. There's I understand a- they want to do what they want, but like when you could do something so simple to, make people happy and you'd literally do things that are just visibly they're not happy with. And then you can continue to do it. They, people already didn't like the regular Nintendo, which is fine. Then they pull this shit. Yeah. And I think those are the 18,000 people disliking that video too. I thought last time I was on the recent, on the expansion pass video, it had like 53 or 52,000 dislikes. What? If I remember correctly, I don't even do think it's going to matter. Do you think they're going to change anything or is everything going to be the same on the 25th drop day? Let's see. This episode goes out Wednesday. Yeah. I honestly think that they are going to do something. I don't know what it is. I don't know. A couple more things, maybe incentives. I want to say, yeah, I, I think their price points fine. I think, I think, 
taking aside the service because the service sucks. No one's questioning that. And it's clearly not changing next Monday when this new expansion pass that they quote unquote keep calling it comes out. So I think sitting right here, the price point's fine. Like Hulu Live costs more than this shit. And it's like, you can watch most of this stuff on YouTube anyways, depending on what it is. Or if you get Netflix, you're fucking fine. It's like I said, it's all about perspective. If you're here for the retro games, this is well worth your dollars. If you're not, please do not get this. Really talk to Nintendo where it hurts. They're fucking wallets. If you don't want this, don't buy it. If you're going to buy it, then shut the fuck up (laughs) and enjoy it. Although I'm excited for Majora's Mask and Banjo-Kazooie to come on eventually. And Pokemon Snap? Because I don't like the new Pokemon Snap. I'm sorry. I do not like it. I want the original one. I didn't play it that long. I got bored of it quickly, and it made me think... Was nostalgia the only reason I like the original, or is it actually good? So maybe I can go back and play it once it's on Switch Online and reform my opinion. Ryan, you know what it is? What? Because I know what it is for me. Nostalgia. Music. Well, I have the soundtrack. It's pretty damn good. Yeah. Well, the new one sucks. The music is fucking awful. I didn't even think about the soundtrack on the new one. So when Pokemon Snap comes out again, I want you to do me a favor, and I'll remind you because I'll know when when it comes back out. When you finish a task and Bill or uh, Gary or whatever the fuck his name is, is going through all your shit. Or no, is it Eric? Whatever the dude's name is. From I think show. it's like Phil or Henry or something. Dickhead. I don't know. But when he goes through all of your photos and stuff, remember the music and then go back and play the new one. And you're like, that's what it is. It's the professor. It's the whole camp, the lab. It sucks compared to the original. I even play the DLC, and the trailer for the DLC looked pretty damn good. It did look amazing. I watched a bunch of gameplay. It looks good, but not enough to, for me to, you know, get you to finish. Well, you have to finish the game to get to that. Yeah. So it's just not good enough for that. Um, yeah, that's my thoughts on Nintendo Switch Online. I understand a lot of arguments out there. I think price points fucking dumb. I just don't care. Like, if you're here for the Nintendo 64 stuff, then compare it to where they're at. Uh, if you're trying to buy them after or third market, third, whatever the fuck it's called, second party. Um, I I remember something I was extremely irritated with at first. Oh, go ahead. Um, when the first Nintendo Switch Online service came out, it came out in September, right? Yeah, yeah. And this one came out in October, and I'm like, seriously, I just paid my bill for last month, and now I have to pay the new one. But then I saw in the fine print, it'll it'll take it'll, off it'll take off the 20 bucks so i think it's only going to be like 32 or something like around that when we upgrade yeah but i was like seriously i thought that was messed up well, i'm glad they pointed that out well yeah they they pointed that out real quick too though like they um they jumped on that for sure yeah as soon as i saw the price i'm like really i just paid for my regular service yeah so yeah uh that's it, man. Do you have anything else to say? I mean, you know, I think we both agree that, you know, hopefully they pull their heads out of their asses and make a good online service with party system achievements, better connectivity, all of that for players to experience. Um, I hope they got it happen soon, but is there anything else you'd like to talk about today before we close this out? No, I think we're pretty good. I'm iffy if I'm going to buy it day one. Um, as much as I would love to, I might sit on it for a while and then see how it progresses because right now i don't know 
Well, I'll let you know how it is because I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I can't fucking wait. I'm David, so I want to play Mario Kart 64 online with you guys. Fuck. Yeah, like even if I have it right here in the background, I still want to play it on my Switch. I mean, being able to play that game in portable mode has been a dream of mine. So to be able to fulfill that dream is a huge deal. Plus Star Fox 64 online, that would be dope. I love that fucking multiplayer. So there's a lot to be hyped for, but that's if it works. You know, you were saying that someone was saying that it's a little bit laggy. Um, I haven't experienced that. uh, I don't think at all, but we'll have to we'll have to see, man. I mean, a lot's going to a lot's going to happen and we'll be able to follow up with everybody next week. So that is it for the It Just Works podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. Thank you, Brian, for being on the show. Follow him on Instagram at, at another vinyl page. Once again, that is at another vinyl page. You can find a link to his Instagram profile in the description of this podcast. And that is it for us. All right, Brian, thank you and have a good night, everyone. Well, if right, you're listening to this tonight, fuck. Thanks for having me. See you guys. We're recording this at night, but still have a good week and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. See ya. Our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.